Activist Radio is on the air. You've tuned into the Mark Harrington Show. Sponsored by Created Equal. Time is running out for our nation. I beg of you. You need to stand against the evil that's plaguing our nation. If you don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. Like, you kill a baby fetus, the same thing as killing any old inanimate object. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders. people it's your movement now it's not your parents anymore the blood that is shed cries out to god from the ground for justice and now here's mark well hello everyone mark harrington here coming to you remotely on the mark harrington show this is day two of the amy coney barrett hearings in the nation's capital, the Senate hearings, the confirmation hearings for Amy Coney Barrett have begun here on day two. And it's already getting interesting. Apparently, uh, Ms. Barrett has been asked about Casey and Roe versus Wade and as, as whether she would consider the reliance interest uh, when dis, uh, deciding the case cases of abortion. So, uh, it's already beginning to starting the hard questions for uh, Amy Coney Barrett today at the hearings in Washington, D.C. I'll, I'll deal with that one here in a second. But before we go there, uh, our team is in Florida right now, our Road Trip for Life team, who yesterday was at the University of North Florida. Today we are at Florida Atlantic. Uh, tomorrow we will be at Miami-Dade, the University of Miami, and then we'll be at the University of Central Florida to finish off our week, part of the Road Trip for Life and the Vote to Anti-Abortion Tour in the key state, key state of Florida. Last night, we were at the Trump rally in Sanford, Florida. So our team is on the ground right now in the state of Florida. Be in prayer for them, if you would, uh, as they t- discuss the issue of abortion on college campuses. See, we're not letting COVID stop us, even though a lot of these schools are, are semi-open. Some of them are virtual. Some of them are partially virtual, uh, but there are students there. And so we're continuing our mission to reach the next generation of leaders. So that's the kind of what we're, what's happening with Created Equal this week. Uh, but of course, the big news is the hearings of Amy Coney Barrett. And today she was asked as to whether she would follow the reliance interest, which has been the term that has been given uh, a position that Sandra Day O'Connor took in the Planned Parenthood versus Casey abortion case, that which was decided in 1992, that unfortunately reaffirm, reaffirmed Roe versus Wade. Sandra Day O'Connor uh, wrote the majority opinion in that and said basically because the United States has relied on abortion, because uh, our country, our people, our institutions have now relied on abortion for two decades, approximately two decades, uh, we are not going to overturn Roe versus Wade because it would be too much of a disruption for the American society, and therefore we have to keep abortion legal. It's an awful argument, but that is one of the arguments that she made to vote in favor of keeping abortion legal uh, in the Planned Parenthood versus Casey case in 1992. And so Amy Coney Barrett was asked today, 
uh, whether she would consider the reliance interest when looking at abortion cases. And she said she would. And of course, of course, a lot of people are going to be scandalized by that and say, oh, you know, she's not pro-life. She's not a constitutionalist. She's not a textualist. Uh, she's not going to interpret the Constitution as it was written. No, not really. And I'm not here. To, I'm not a special, special pleader for Amy Coney Barrett. You know, I, I, I'm not uh, going to say that, you know, she's going to overturn Roe. I'm not going to say that she's not going to overturn Roe. We don't really know. But the bottom line is this. As a U.S. Supreme Court justice, she has to consider uh, cases that were decided before she came on the court. I mean, that's just pretty much standard fare. So I wouldn't be outraged by this. Uh, you know, she's not going to telegraph her position on Roe v. Wade. I mean, none of them ever do. She's not going to do that. Uh, and a lot of people say that she would be wrong to do that because she'd be prejudging cases that might eventually come before her on the U.S. Supreme Court. And that's true. We know enough about Amy Coney Barrett that she is a Catholic. She's right to life. She believes that abortion is uh, barbaric. These are things that she has said in her private life. Uh, she hasn't really said one way or another about Roe v. Wade, uh, but we know where she stands, and I think she's a good uh, nominee, and we'll see uh, what happens. But what I want to talk today mostly about is the packing, so-called packing of the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, that has been like big news in the last several days because Joe Biden has been asked several times about this, and he refuses to answer the question. Uh, and it's same with Kamala Harris. Uh, sh she was asked as well at the vice presidential debate, and she refused to answer. And a lot of people are just wondering, well, why is that? Why won't they answer? Well, there's good reason for this. First of all, I think that the uh, Senate is going to confirm Amy Coney Barrett. I think the hearings are going to end in two or three or four days. She's going to come to a floor vote, and she's going to she's going to be uh, seated on the U.S. Supreme Court. I think the Democrats know that. I think that they don't want to expend any political capital in fighting her, at least a lot of it, because they know that she's going to get on the court and they are setting things up, folks. I just want you to understand this. They are absolutely setting things up for packing the court or at least attempting to if Joe Biden wins the White House. They are banking on the, the, uh, the, the election. They are hoping they're putting all their eggs in that basket right now because they think Joe Biden is ahead. They think Joe Biden's going to win. And because if Joe Biden wins and he carries the Senate and, and the Senate becomes Democrat, they are going to end the filibuster and they are going to ram through packing the court. They're going to load the court with Democrats. So I think they're going to play uh, down their opposition to Amy Coney Barrett. I don't think they're going to go at her with everything they've got. I think they learned from the Kavanaugh hearings. That was a disaster for them in public uh, opinion. They're not going to do that right now. They're not going to expend all that political capital uh, against Amy Coney Barrett when they know, or at least they believe, that, that Joe Biden's going to win the White House. They want to put all their eggs in that basket right now and push hard to get him over the finish line on November 3rd so they can play the long game. And the long game here is to alter the court forever, to alter the court, to add justices to the U.S. Supreme Court so that the Amy Coney Barretts that are nominated by Republicans and put on the court won't matter anymore because they'll have some kind of supermajority 
of U.S. Supreme Court justices. So I think that's what's going on here. Uh, that doesn't mean she's not going to get hard questions today, tomorrow, and the next day. Doesn't mean that it's not going to be contentious. Uh, they're going to do that just because they want a grandstand and they want the opportunity to, to uh, you know, grind an axe against the president and against the, this nominee. But they are not going to go to the mat to try to bring her down. First of all, they don't think they can. Second of all, I don't think they want a repeat of the Kavanaugh hearings. And thirdly, they want to pack the court. Uh, the fact that that Joe Biden doesn't want to answer that question tells you everything. The answer is yes, folks. The answer is yes. He wants to pack the court. Now, what does that mean? We want to get into that here a little bit here on the Mark Harrington Show. And you can find out more about our program by going to markharrington.org. We're also uh, streamed on my Facebook pages, my personal page, and my public figure page. Also, we are available on podcasts, on Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other platforms, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, those things. So you can pick us up anytime. Uh, but what, what we want to do here, I've got a couple audio, uh, video clips that I want to play. And um, this will give us an idea of what packing the court is, because I don't think a lot of people understand what it means. Uh, they get to hear the term and they go, oh, what is that? Uh, nobody defines it, and they should. But the media is not going to do that for you. So we have to do it here on the show. So what we want to do here, let's start out. This is the first clip. This is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. This is about a year ago uh, before she passed away. She was asked about packing the court, what that meant, and her opinion on it. So go ahead and play that clip. I have heard that there are some people on the Democratic side who would like to increase the number of judges. I think that was a bad idea when President Franklin Delano Roosevelt tried to pack the court. His plan was for every justice who stays on the court past the age of 70, the president would have authority to nominate another justice. If that plan had been effective, the court's number would have swelled immediately from 9 to 15, and the president would have six appointments to make. You mentioned before, um, the court appearing partisan. Well, if anything would make the court appear partisan, it would be that. One side saying, when we're in power, we're going to enlarge the number of judges, so we will have more people who will vote the way we want them to. There you go. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she comes out and says she thinks it's a bad idea to pack the court. She refers to FDR and his attempt to do it in 1937. And uh, what's interesting here is she talked about the Democrat side. See, it's the Democrats, the only de the Democrats, are the only ones who want to pack the court. She knew it. We know it. They don't want to play by the rules. They lose elections. And in order to reverse those, what do they do? They go to the courts and they want to pack the court with Democrats so they have a permanent majority. That's what this is about. This is anti-democratic. It's anti-constitutional. It's, we're like a banana republic, folks. And, and why stop at 12 justices or 13 or 15? Why not 30? Why not 50? Why not 100? Why don't we just make them another legislature like this U.S. Senate? I mean, that's what this is going to become. 
where they'll just be politicians put on the court by either party. And before long, it's just another legislative arm of the, the federal government. And we've lost the judiciary altogether. So but it's just the Democrats that want to do this. And this is why, because they don't get their way. Bottom line is they're not getting their way. The fact that Donald Trump nominated uh, Amy Coney Barrett during an election year with what a month prior to the election is just enraged them, even though there's precedent for this, even though he's still the president of the United States, he's still, according to the Constitution, has that uh, the authority to nominate and the Senate can advise and consent. It's all constitutional what he's doing. What the uh, what what the Democrats are, are suggesting, at least many of them, except for the two candidates, the vice president and the president, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, they won't say they want to do this, but they do, is because they're afraid that they're losing the U.S. Supreme Court and they don't want to let that happen. So let's go ahead and play the second clip. This is Joe Biden, none other than Joe Biden, who now you know says he doesn't want to answer the question until after the election, which is hilarious. I mean, how many people want to vote for a guy who never tells you what his positions are until he gets elected? How does he get away with this? He gets away with this because the fake news media is on his side. They're going to run cover for him. They're going to cover his back. He can get away with this like no other uh, candidate. He can say, oh, I'm not going to take a position. You'll find out later. It's like Nancy Pelosi saying you have to vote. We have to vote for the Obamacare in order to find out what's in it. I mean, this is just ludicrous. Uh, I can't. This is now to me the biggest issue before us. It, it eclipses coronavirus and everything else. This is the number one issue before voters on November 3rd. And that is that the Democrats are about ready to pack the U.S. Supreme Court. And that is if he wins election. So here we go. This is Joe Biden in 2005 saying that he was opposed to packing the court. Go ahead and play that. President Roosevelt clearly had the right to send to the United States Senate and the United States Congress a proposal to pack the court. It was totally within his right to do that. He violated no law. He was legalistically absolutely correct. But it was a bonehead idea. It was a terrible, terrible mistake to make. And it put in question for an entire decade the independence of the most significant body, including the Congress, in my view, the most significant body in this country, the Supreme Court of the United States of America. The president had the right to do that. He uh, was totally within his power and his, uh, his objective was seen clearly. There you go. So Joe Biden in 2005 was against packing the court. That is adding to the number of U.S. Supreme Court justices. Uh, when uh, FDR tried it in 1937. And just a little history here. Uh, the way that some way the president would attempt to pack the court would be to propose a piece of legislation through the U.S. Congress. And that's how the court would change. You know, the nine justices, that number has been there for 150 years. There's nothing in the U.S. Supreme Court says, or I'm sorry, in the uh, in the U.S. Constitution that says that there needs to be uh, nine justices, there's been five, there's been 10, that kind of thing. Uh, they don't put, a, the, the Constitution doesn't put a number on the justices. Also doesn't set up whether, you know, circuit courts and, and regions of the country, those kinds of things. They are a creation of the Congress. And so it is, and Joe Biden is correct, 
that FDR had the right to add Supreme Court justices through the legislature. He just thought it was a bad idea. Uh, and I think the reason being is that you, when do we stop? What do we stop? We just kind of keep adding to it until we get to a, a number where we always get our way and it becomes a legislature. That's really the problem. Uh, he said that it's the most significant body that the uh, Supreme Court for the federal judiciary is the most significant body. That's actually not true. Uh, we're supposed to have three co-equal branches of government. One should not supersede the other in significance or, or, or authority or power. Uh, that's the problem right now. The U.S. Supreme Court and the federal judiciary has an oversized authority over the rest of the branches. Uh, therefore, that's why we're seeing these battles over, uh, you know, Justice Kavanaugh, Ruth Bader, uh, all the rest of them is because it's become overly important. It shouldn't be that way. But he was against it back then. And now he's saying he won't tell us what his position on packing the court is until after the election. Then he goes on just recently in some of the campaign stops, which actually there's very few people at these stops, but he has been asked by the media, which is unusual that he's actually being asked a hard question as to whether he would pack the court. And he's avoided that. What he's trying, then, then what he does is he, he deflects and he starts blaming the Republicans for packing the court. And, you know, we need to define what it means. Packing the court means passing a law through the U.S. Congress signed by the president to increase the number of justices. FDR tried to do it by saying that any justice that was over 70 years old, that the president could appoint a new assistant justice that had full voting uh, authority and therefore adding to the number. So if, if a justice uh, was old, over 70 years old, he could add somebody to the court. That was his court packing plan. Court packing is not President Trump uh, exercising his constitutional authority to nominate a justice to the U.S. Supreme Court to fill a vacancy that is open during his four years as president. That is not court packing. That's just following the U.S. Constitution. The fact that, that President Trump has filled 300 uh, positions on the federal judiciary is not court packing. He was filling empty seats, vacancies on these courts, which is what he is authorized to do by the, uh, by the U.S. Constitution. So Biden has uh, now taken the position that he's not going to answer. Uh, and it's interesting because this is a losing debate for them. They want to avoid this altogether. But I hope that this becomes the issue because it really is, I think, the biggest issue facing us. So let's go ahead. This is, this is Joe Biden. This is a compilation of uh, answers to the question as to whether he will pack the court if he's elected president. Go ahead and play that clip. Are you willing to tell the American people tonight whether or not you will support either ending the filibuster or packing the court? Whatever position I take in that, that'll become the issue. The issue is the American people should speak. You <laughs> no should answer. go out and vote. They'll know my opinion of court packing when the election is over. Now, look, I know <laughs> it's a great question, y'all, and I don't blame you for asking it. But you know, the moment I answer that question, the headline in every one of your papers will be about that. Other than, oh, other than, escape. focusing on what's happening now. Well, sir, don't the voters deserve to know? No, they don't. Deserve, I'm not going to play his game. <laughs> He'd love me to they talk about, deserve. and I've, I've already said something on, on 
package, core package. He loved that to be the discussion instead of what he's doing now. He's about to he's about to make a pick in the middle of an election, first time it's ever been done. The only Wrong. court packing going on right now is going on with Republicans packing the court now. It's not constitutional <laughs> what they're doing. We should be focused on what's happening right now. I would not unbelievable. Go ahead, go ahead and finish up. Okay. Well, that's the end of the clip. So anyway. Yeah, as I listen to these things, I think to myself, how can we elect this guy? I mean, seriously, listen to his answers. Listen to his answers. He says that if he makes a decision and says he's for or against it, that'll be all over the news on the front pages. Well, uh, yeah, it should be. The bottom line is it's already <laughs> national news. Uh, the fact that he'd actually be held accountable for his position, he's like outraged that that would be the news. And he blames Trump for it. Uh, no, Joe, these are people in your own party that have brought this up. The packing of the court is not a, a Republican uh, talking point against you that was made up out of thin air. Uh, this is something within your party that has been proposed uh, for, for over a decade and now has become front and center. So if you don't want this to be news, then tell your own Democrat colleagues to stop talking about it. Uh, he says that the, uh, the electorate doesn't deserve to know. Think about that. Uh, you little peon voters, you don't matter to Joe Biden because you don't deserve to know whether he's going to pack the court. I just can't believe this guy is even uh, in the running to be our president. I mean, he's the worst candidate since Jimmy Carter, frankly, honestly. Uh, it's only because of the daily onslaught that jo D Donald Trump has endured over the last three years that he's even in the race right now. If it weren't for all the, you know, the Russia hoax and the fake impeachment and all the other uh, uh, fake uh, issues and, and scandals or whatever and coronavirus, all of that, Joe Biden would, Donald Trump be running away with this if it weren't for that. So the fact that we're even considering this guy for president is crazy. Uh, the stakes could not be higher, uh, folks. We are facing the possibility of a permanent Democrat, liberal, Marxist majority on the U.S. Supreme Court if Joe Biden gets elected, period. And they are playing down the Amy Coney Barrett confirmation hearings and their opposition to her so they can set it up set the stage, tee up the ball for if he wins, he will move to try to pass legislation to pack the court and have a super legislature on the U.S. Supreme Court. The stakes could not be higher. They have just gone up. You know, it was already high with everything else that's happening. Now it's even gone up higher because of this. They're also going to end the filibuster. That means that there's nothing, if they have a majority in the Senate, there's nothing the, the Republicans can do to stop any legislation in the U.S. Senate. They've also proposed adding two more states to the union, Puerto Rico and the District of Columbia, which would add four more seats to the U.S. Senate. And once again, upping their number to probably around 50, 54, 53, 54 seats. Um, again, be, probably having a permanent majority on the U.S. Senate. This is anti-republic. I mean, these folks are out to just take over the country. This is a power move 
by the Democrat Party, and we just can't sit back and let it happen. So um, I think that Jamie Coney Barrett's going to get confirmed before the election. I think the Democrats are going to play it down. They're going to uh, get ready for packing the court if they if Joe Biden wins. They think he's gonna, and that's where they're putting all their eggs in that basket. So uh, that's what I expect to see happening. I don't think Joe Biden's going to answer the question by, but by not answering, folks, don't get this wrong. By not answering, he is answering. He is going to pack the court if he wins the election. And then it's over, folks. Our republic is done. Uh, we, we will never have a independent judiciary again. We don't even really have one now, but at least it's, you know, kind of, uh, you know, 50-50 between uh, textualists and liberals on the U.S. Supreme Court. That'll all end. That'll all end. So I just wanted to jump on here today and, and uh, kind of give you an update on the Amy Coney Barrett Uh, confirmation hearings. I think the story is not the story. I think it's the subplot that's being played in the background, and that is this court packing issue. I don't think her nomination is going to get stopped no matter what they try, and I don't think they're going to throw everything at her. I think they're getting ready. They're preparing themselves for the long game, and that's what Democrats do, folks. That's what liberals do. They play the long game. They know the arc of history and culture's on their side and they can get their way if they if they get the white house uh i i i fear that they will be able to pack the court and the federal judiciary the u.s supreme court will be gone forever so anyway wanted to bring that to your attention folks get out get out and vote get out and tell others to vote and be praying for us supporting us with the road trip for life and the vote to anti-abortion tour which is in florida This week, I will be heading down to Florida on Thursday to be with the team Uh, to finish up Florida. We'll be heading to other states, Colorado, Arizona, big battlegrounds. We'll also be in um, Ohio, of course, before the election and possibly other states with our vote anti-abortion tour, our airplane tow banners, our trucks, handheld signs going out to college campuses before November 3rd. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil Evil. plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. Equal.net. Be sure to tune to the Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.